everybody. Welcome to the Misguided Astrology Podcast, the podcast dedicated to misguiding you. I am your host, Katie, bringing you a little bonus episode. I wanted to take this time to run through what a birth chart is and how it can be used to gain personal insight. If, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, if you are anything like me, then astrology might be the thing that you turn to during your darkest hours after you've smoked too much weed and you just want to know if your life will amount to anything because as far as you can tell the universe is pure chaos a a chaos that is a tyranny from which we are never free so how can we possibly find autonomy within the confines of this prison that we call life if the reality is simply that we're at the mercy of the whims of the universe maybe astrology can help if that's the case uh and i guess Sure, maybe a therapist and some Lexapro can help too, but whatever, I'm not here to guide you, I'm here to misguide you. As I was stating earlier, just moments ago, so, and bonus, astrology's free, (laughs) it won't ask you straight up how it made you feel when your dad said that you were the son he never had. You don't need a therapist to ask you that with astrology, because with astrology, you will just arrive at this place all on your own, through your own self-exploration, because astrology is subtle like that. She has tact. And on that note, here it is, the quick and dirty, the basics of the birth chart. Uh, We will not be getting into the juicy, secretive shit, you know, like the having placement set such and such degree may indicate that you'll be famous, or having a moon in the 12th house means that you have strained relations with your mom, or all of those things are very important, and we will be getting to them over the course of this podcast, but not today. Unfortunately, it's the basics. Let's get into it. Okay, a birth chart. Basically put, as a tool of astrology. It is a diagram that represents the positions of the astral bodies in our solar system in the sky at the time of your birth. Uh, The placement of these planets are said to illustrate the components of you and the shape of your life. Uh, A birth chart is actually really easy to get online for free. You can go to astro.com. I love astro.com. You can go to Cafe Astrology. I love Cafe Astrology. Or if you want, you can email me. I have a pretty fancy software that I use, and I'd be very happy to share your birth chart with you if you want to know about it. And probably some other things, too. I'll probably vomit some sort of astrology nonsense on you. Um, So please reach out, misguidedastrology at gmail.com. But I digress. Oh, also, I just want to let you know that if you do find your birth chart online and you're trying to follow along with the pod or whatever, we use a whole sign format for our birth charts. Uh, A lot of online birth chart generators use Placidus, which is a seasonal-influenced format. We can get into the nitty-gritty of that down the line some other time. Back to the birth chart, as I keep trying to just give you the essentials of. The birth chart is is shaped like a wheel, and it kind of works like a clock, which I guess... Uh, more simply (laughs) means that it looks and works kind of like a clock. Uh, On this wheel, there are 12 numbered segments. These are known as the houses. Uh, And each of these 12 houses 
there are astrological signs. You know these. These are Aries, Taurus, Gemini, and so on and so on. And so as you are moving counterclockwise around the wheel and through houses when through 12, you are moving through the astrological signs. Everybody's houses, no matter who you are, they're in the same place on the wheel, but the signs in these houses will be different. Those vary person to person because where those are in your chart is dependent on your rising sign. So let's talk about the rising sign. The rising sign is also known as the ascendant. It is a very critical component of anybody's astrological lineup. It is the sign that best represents you uh, externally. It is the most obviously you wholly as it is on a birth chart. It is the sign that you should be reading as your daily horoscope. So, um, the rising sign you do have to go to a birth chart to find because it is mathematically calculated based on the time that you were born and they, the rising signs change approximately every two hours. So, so time is important. The rising sign will be the first sign in the first house of your wheel. And the first house is the house of self. So like say you shared a birthday with someone, you have probably different rising signs and that is why you are very different people. Well, it's not why, but you know, it's one of the gripes. It's like, well, then how come people with the same birthday aren't the same person? I don't know. There's a lot of intricacies. We're all very different people. There's a lot of forces within the universe that affect us to be different people in different ways. And that is reflected in astrology. It's, yeah, so, I don't know. So, so I don't know. Moving on. Maybe an example of an ascendant. Like, if you had a Sagittarius ascendant, it's possible people know you as being highly active, optimistic, a person who has wanderlust, and a person who may offend their friends for lack of diplomacy because... Even though they could read a room, they just don't. Sagittarius bullshit. Um, if you had a Capricorn Ascendant, it's possible that you were maybe a little more subdued, a little more work-oriented. Um, Capricorn placements are known to have troubled childhoods, um, but because they had to raise themselves, they have a lot of drive and a lot of ambition. They're very strong people, and so nothing really keeps them from achieving success you know, as two examples. There are, but there are 12 rising signs. All of these signs are very different, and this is true of everybody. Your rising sign is sort of the lens that the rest of your chart funnels through in your ultimate self-expression. So your Sagittarius sun coming through your Pisces rising, I guess I'm using myself as an example, it's gonna, you know, you're Sagittarius, but you got heavy Pisces flavor, you know, like if you are familiar with astrology, this I guess will make more sense. We'll get through it all in due time. You'll get to know it if you don't. Let's move on to your sun sign. It is a very significant planet in your personal lineup. Many people know their sun sign because it is directly related to birth date. This is the sign that most people read for their daily horoscopes, which isn't wrong, but it's just not the best one. If you have time, read both. I like to read both, but obviously astrology is a thing I like to do. Not everyone would make that kind of time for it, but maybe you should. Start reading your rising sign. Look up your thing. Your sun sign is representing your soul's purpose. It is your conscious mind. It represents the motivational force 
that propels you toward your highest expression of self. It's sort of like your life's mission, I guess, in a way. It's um, who you are learning to be in your life and not who you are instinctually as your ascendant sign is. Uh, the house that we would find your sun sign in may indicate the area of your life you stand out in the most. The houses, the 12 houses represent 12 different areas of life. So uh, the house that we find your sun sign will tell us what area of life you will stand out in and the astrological sign in that house will paint a picture perhaps of how you will get to that area or how you will best experience that area of your life. For example, say you have sun in cancer in the second house. The second house tells us that you may stand out in matters of money, work, and material possessions. And cancer tells us that your highest expression of self may be sentimental, supportive. There's a lot of matriarchal energy in cancer. There's... Um, a very powerful ability to be at home and to make home and to make people feel at home wherever they are. So in the case of this Cancer second house combo, maybe your highest expression of self is as Orange County's elementary parent of the year. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just here to misguide you, okay? The other leading luminary besides the sun is the moon. The moon represents our emotional Selves. It is who we are when we are at home with our families or when we are alone with ourselves in our privacy, in our cocoon. It is also the way that we care for ourselves. Uh, both, again, the sign and the house that the moon are in tell us about your emotional expression. Uh, for example, moon in Scorpio may indicate that you feel very deeply and have an uncanny knack for the truth in seeing through people's bullshit. I've seen this firsthand. My sister has a Scorpio moon. She, she can see through anything. I can't get anything by her. Um, Scorpio moons are kind of psychic. Uh, I love the moon placement. It's definitely a very important part of anyone's chart. It's the it's sort of a dirt of, of the chart because it's the one thing that somebody isn't very readily giving to you about themselves sort of a very personal placement. Getting back to the example at hand. Oh, but I didn't really talk about the moon in a house, so maybe you have moon in the third house. Could mean that you are intellectualizing your emotions instead of feeling them, because third house has a air sign energy, which is not a strictly third house thing. It's You find that in the other house houses with air energy in them which is a whole other thing to explain. It's hard to really pinpoint the things that ought be the important quick and dirty essentials of a birth chart because there's just so much fucking shit. But we'll get there in time. I wanted to give you the basics so that if you are new to astrology and needed a foundation, then maybe this can kind of help jumpstart it for you. But that about covers what a lot of people in astrology refer to as the big three. It's your rising sign, your sun sign, your moon sign. Those are the three big ones, the ones you need to know. When I talk to other people in astrology, I'm like, what are your three? Like, people want to know the three because those are, you know, it's your emotions and it's your purpose and it's the way you are, I guess. Or so they say. 
I don't know, maybe through this podcast we'll find out differently, you know? You never know. I'm here to learn. I'm a forever student. I'm a Sagittarius, what can I say? Oh, God. Anyway, the rest of the planets after these main three, in addition to Mercury, Venus, Mars, and Jupiter, are all your personal planets and the ones that are very unique to you, their placements. So just to give you a quick rundown of the rest of the personal planets, Mercury represents the way that we communicate. Venus represents romance and material possessions. Mars is a planet of sex and aggression and power. Jupiter is a planet of luck. It's a lucky planet um, and a planet of adventure. The latter planets, Uranus, Saturn, Neptune, and Pluto, those are known as the generational planets. They take their sweet time making their revolutions around the sun, so they're kind of in the same position for extended periods of time. And that's what makes them generational planets, and you likely share them with the people that you grew up with that are in your age group. Of those planets, Saturn gets the most attention. It's a a planet that represents challenges and big changes. Uh, Approximately 28 or 30 years in your life, Saturn makes it back to the place it was when you were born. This is known as the Saturn return. It's meant to be a period, and it lasts for about a year, a year and a half, It's meant to be a period of chaotic change, Um, a chaotic change, of course, that realigns you with your personal path or purpose. If you've fallen off, some people haven't. Um, And if that's the case, then maybe your first Saturn return won't be very chaotic. That will probably be very nice. My Saturn return was quite chaotic, uh, but it was great fun. Uh, I'll miss you, LA. It was nice knowing you. And now my Saturn return uh, actually just ended last week, technically. And I have an astrology podcast. I don't know if this means I'm on track or not. I guess we'll find this out in due time. Among the things that a birth chart can be used for, I mean, like, we can use it to have a look at uh, who you are, but your birth chart in tandem with the transits or the placements of the planets now and in the future can be used predictively, which is kind of a fun game. I mean, people do it. I mean, it's more than a game. I don't want to offend anybody that is in the business of predictive astrology. People use it on Wall Street. Politicians have used it. Like the Reagans had an astrologer. It's a thing. It's totally a thing. Very interesting. I do want to know more about it. I'm not quite at predictive astrology yet personally. Working at it. Other interesting things about birth charts is you have a progressed birth chart that is different than your natal birth chart. You know, your planets are in one place when you're born and they shift and move. So as you, as your life develops, you will have a progressed chart that is showing or reflecting that development. My, my example is that I'm a natal Sagittarius sun and now I am a progressed Capricorn sun. So you still have your natal sun's energy. I'm still, I guess, a Sagittarius. Um, things that Sagittarius, like adventurous and philosophy and knowledge sharing, but perhaps with a very heavy focus on work and career and um, achieving and achievements and achievings and achievements. As much as I would love to keep going 
because there are so many things that we haven't even gotten to yet in a birth chart and in astrology, such as Chiron or the North Node or the aspects. There's just like so many things, but I'm not going to sit here and ramble on for more than 20 minutes and inundate you with all this stuff that we're going to get to naturally over the course of the podcast. And So if you have any questions or if you want your chart read, whether privately or on the podcast, because we will be doing birth chart readings on the pod, email us at misguidedastrology, and that is M-I-S-S guidedastrology at gmail.com. We've received a few emails from people who have a question about their life that they're, they're hoping that we can crack the code to via investigation of their birth chart. So that is what is coming up on future episodes of the Misguided Astrology Podcast. We will be diving into the birth charts of people who have questions. Maybe these are questions you can relate to. Maybe these people's charts have placements in them that are in your chart. And there is maybe some information for you and us reading these other people's charts and we can share this wisdom together. I don't know, but um, I really hope that you come back to listen. I look forward to it. Um, Thanks for listening. See you Thursday. Bye. Awkward sign off. Bye.